Hi there, this is Alana, and you are listening to the Praying Christian Women Podcast. I am back with another mini-sode here with Jamie. How's it going? Going well. I love these. I think this is a great way to just kind of touch on some of these prayers, um, mm-hmm. some of these prayers in scripture. Yeah, yeah. I really love the topic of our mini-series. So if you missed our first one, we're just going to be going through the prayers that we see in the New Testament with the question of how can we apply this to our own prayer life. So this is not going to be like the most in-depth, comprehensive Bible study on prayer. This really is just touching in with the prayers that we see in scripture and seeing what we can glean for our own communication with God and our prayers for others. So I'm really excited today. Paul has lots of very beautiful and uplifting prayers for the churches that he's writing to. And this reminds me of you, Jamie, because Paul's really good at saying like, here, let me let me explain to our listeners the difference between how I would do it and how I love that you do it. So if I heard that your dog got kicked in the eye by a moose being a superhero in your backyard, which we're so glad that Archie's okay, yes. I would write you a text and I would say, I am so sorry that uh, Archie got attacked by a moose and we're all really uh, praying that everything is okay. Please keep us posted. Hey, that's and and that's that's nice. I'm sure you would open that and and feel encouraged. We're like, okay, you know, their whole family because we all love Archie, and you know, we're all thinking about him. If it were reversed, if our dog Gimli got kicked by a moose, like I know that what I would get from you would be like a written out prayer. It would be Aww. either, dear God, we lift Gimli up to you. Dot dot dot, and you know, like it would be as flowery and comprehensive as Paul's prayer. Or it would be, and this is kind of fun because when we read Paul's prayer, like if we're going to be very nerdy, this technically is not a prayer because he's still talking to the Colossians, but it it is a prayer, right? And so that would look like, um, I am praying that Gimli will have so much peace and comfort, and I'm praying that the rest of you won't feel too anxious, right? So you're, you're explaining what you're praying for to somebody, but as you're doing that, like that itself can be a prayer too. That's such a good point because there are, you know, I know we we get a lot of prayer requests in through our email, through our website. Mm-hmm. Um, Sherry responds to a lot of them beautifully. And there are times when there are ones that I get to and I don't write out the actual prayer, but I'll write, mm-hmm. we are praying that. And yep. it's cool to think of that because sometimes I'll feel guilty and I'm like, well, I didn't respond with an actual prayer, but it really is. I mean, it when is. you just say we are praying that this, even a bullet point list mm-hmm. is praying mm-hmm. for someone. So that's actually, yep. that's pretty cool. Yeah. It is cool. It's really neat to look at it in that way. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking through the kind of first section in Colossians 1. And so Paul, he gives his typical greeting, right? Like this is Paul, almost like when you learn to write a letter in elementary school, like the normal stuff that appears at the top, you know, from Alana to Jamie or whatever. And then he jumps in to just, it's so encouraging. He says, we always thank God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we've heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love you have for God's people. And then he just kind of I think this is fun too, because he is greeting the Colossians. Like technically this is just kind of the opening to his letter, but 
there's, there's, I think three things going on here. First of all, he's being really encouraging to them, right? Cause, cause we know like Paul can be very heavy handed when he's talking to churches that have fallen into sin or bad theology or things like that. But He's still very encouraging, (laughs) very least when he starts his letters. (laughs) Um, So there's encouragement there. There's theology there, right? Like then he basically goes into kind of a theological treatise about this love we have in Christ Jesus. And additionally, it's also him interceding for the Colossians. So it's just, it's kind of neat that I think we focus so much on prayer being between me and God, that we forget that there can be other things that happen there too. Like what you do, Jamie, when you pray for me and I can hear that prayer or you sum up the kinds of things you pray for. I. It's not only that you have prayed for me, but now I feel encouraged by that. Um, and then, you know, some people are just really good at kind of teaching about God in their prayers. Right. And, and I think this can go overboard. I think that you can yeah. kind of tell when someone's being like, I'm going to force a sermon into my prayer when we don't really need that, but it can also be like done the right way. It can be again, so encouraging to the people listening to that. That's true. I really like that, you know, different way of looking at this prayer or looking at prayer to be able to incorporate those kinds of things. You're right though. It can get overdone. And I, Mm -hmm, I'm sure I've been guilty of it, especially when you're a zealous new Christian learning about the Bible Mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. you know, um, I'm, I'm sure that we've, we've all done that, but I just love the, the fact that you can bring in those components of Mm -hmm. learning, even in, even within the prayer. Yeah. Like, can you ever remember being not only encouraged, but almost like edified listening to somebody else's prayer? Oh, yeah. Yes. All the time. And, you know, just even if it's not for me, you know, even Mm -hmm. if it's not specifically Mm -hmm. for me, but like just listening. um, I don't know. I mean, just looking at looking at this prayer in uh, what is it? What are we in? Colossians. Colossians one. I'm looking at the prayer and the verses. Right. I don't have the <laughs> in Colossians one. Um, just seeing the thing that st- stands out to me is the affirmation of truth is really yeah. like it's you know mm-hmm. giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share the inheritance for yeah. He's rescued us from the dominion of darkness. He's brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves, and who in whom we have redemption and forgiveness. I mean, mm-hmm. the, it's like packed with it's packed <laughs> it's packed with truth and that is when i find myself most edified and built yeah. up and energized i think by yeah by prayers yeah um, well and i love the opening too it says because you know we're going to focus most of this episode on kind of the second half which is more direct intercession for the colossians but he starts it by saying we always thank god when we pray for you and I don't know that I feel like a hundred percent comfortable admitting this. There's not too many cases where I feel like overwhelming gratitude in my prayers, especially when I'm diving into intercession, you know, going beyond the help Jamie have a great day. Um, To me, I've already got my work hat on when I'm getting into that. It's not, I am so glad I get to pray for Jamie. I love her so much. She's such a great friend. It's like, okay, God, we're going to war for Jamie. Right. (laughs) 
And I think this is a great reminder that, yeah, sometimes we can approach joy and even inner, I'm sorry, we can approach prayer and intercession, even with like some joy and some gratitude. Yeah, I find myself a lot of times almost superstitiously interjecting joy and thanksgiving and praise in the beginning. I still do that because mm -hmm. of just a habit of, you know, thanks God for even praying for, for our recording sessions. Like, thank yeah. you God for this day, for this opportunity, mm -hmm. for this, this, and this, and that there's nothing wrong with that per se. I think that's great. But I also think if you're the kind of person that has got your work hat on and you're like, I'm going to jump into this with my sword wielded, <laughs> uh -huh. that's okay too. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I love the reminder too, but make sure, you know, there should be no guilt about diving in, but I, I agree that this, taking a minute and and being mindful of the person that you're praying for. And yes, I don't think I do that very often, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. where I'm just like, Oh, thank you for this person. And thank you for these things about the person. And yeah, yeah I think that's a great reminder. I think it could really fuel your prayers. Like I'm thinking about even mm -hmm. praying for your kids or your spouse. Like what oh, if you yes. started by just holding in your heart, that feeling of how much they mean to you? You know what I mean? And you could put that into words if you want, or you could just kind of sit with that feeling like, I love my husband so much. I'm so glad for these things he does. Let me pray for him now. Like it's so different than, all right, God, you know, Scott needs these prayers. So let's jump in. <laughs> like it's a very <laughs> different feel. It is. And even if you don't feel the feelings right away, like mm -hmm. just focusing on the gratitude part of it and even yeah. listing those things in your mind or on paper or out mm -hmm. loud mm -hmm. can be powerful in, you know, I mean, like we talk about it with praying for enemies, like, Hey, if you, if you're going to pray yeah. for your enemies, pray blessings over them or, you know, yeah. look mm -hmm. for something to, to call out in them. That's mm -hmm. positive, but yeah, I mean, that works on the people we love too, because face it, the people that we love are also the ones that get on our nerves the most that have probably mm -hmm. hurt us the most in the long term because we're in close proximity to them. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. it really could, I'm sure Paul has a parent child relationship with all of his churches yeah. and all of his people. Yeah. And I'm sure that, you know, some of it is, yeah, that he's very, very thankful and grateful, but I'm sure there are times when he's not. And, and this yeah. practice, <laughs> this practice sets the, and like you said, at least the letters start off good, but then they might spiral into <laughs> rebuke. But I love that he starts it that way. Cause I think it's a foundation of this is how I feel about you. This is where I'm coming from in the rest of mm -hmm. it. If it does end up going off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> My husband showed me a, just a little silly theology meme. And it was kind of like Paul's outline for every single one of his letters. And so it's like from Paul, you know, to this church, grace and peace from God. God is so great. You guys are complete idiots. Talk to you later. <laughs> no. Timothy says hi. Like, <laughs> that's kind of the, the flow of it. <laughs> yes, I love it. So what I want to focus on is kind of the, the second half of this introduction. So starting at verse 9 through 14, and this is really where he spells out the things that he is interceding. For the church. So I will go ahead and read it. And then Jamie, you and I can discuss kind of what jumps out to us. And, and for people listening, I would say pick somebody or a group of people like your family or your church. And as I'm reading this, go ahead and be interceding uh, the same things for them. 
So Paul says, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Amen. So where do you want to start with this? I guess, I mean, the beginning where he just talks about, Mm -hmm. since the day we heard about you, we've not stopped praying for you. Now, are these people that Paul has never met? I don't. Uh, I'm guessing he probably hasn't met. It Sam, kind of sounds but... like that because up ahead, he's he talks about like you learned the gospel mm-hmm. from a papyrus who has told us of your love. So this yeah. sounds like there's not like as much new. of a personal connection, right? Like this yeah. might be mutual friends kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But what I'm curious about, do you think that he's how um, literal do you think we are meant to take when he says we have not stopped praying for you? I'm pretty sure he doesn't mean like 24 seven, every moment nonstop. No. I mean, since the day we heard, we have never, you've never been far from our thoughts. We've always mm-hmm. like come back to praying for you guys. I mean, I yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like, yeah. Since we first heard about you, you're always on our list. Like when it comes like around, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, I do like that. you've got a spot there and, but no, uh-huh. I mean, I'm sure it doesn't mean like constant intercession just for them. Right. But, um, but yeah, just that, that is, I just love that this church is so important to him and he's potentially never even met them. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just think that's really a reminder that for me, I sometimes feel like it's just all I can do to even pray for the people that are in front of my face, much right. less, the people that I don't see regularly or the people that I don't talk to regularly, much less the next, you know, ring out. But mm-hmm. I think this is such a going back to, you know, we talked, we talked about in the, um, the Lord's prayer mini. So last time mm-hmm. it's the, the whole of scripture is so body of Christ focused in, in yes. the sense of corporate Like we Mm -hmm. need to be praying for the body of Christ. We need to be praying for believers and groups of believers other than the ones that are right in front of our face. And that just is very, um, it's humbling. And I could wallow in regret that I don't do Mm -hmm. it more because that's where Mm -hmm. I tend to go, but don't go there. Stay in the, okay, I'm going to take this as a, as a prompt, as a, divine appointment that I know God knew I was going to be listening today. God knew that we were going to be recording this today. Mm -hmm. Pick a body of believers to pray for, whether it's the church in Ukraine, the church in North Korea, a little congregation that you know of that doesn't have a pastor or, you know, whatever it is, maybe just kind of take this as a reminder to incorporate into your prayers a group of believers somewhere, whether it's a huge mm. group or a little tiny group or an yeah. individual church that you don't know personally to be kind yeah. of that spiritual godmother. 
I love that. Oh, a spiritual godmother. That's so cool. We could be um, like the behind the scenes fairy godmother to people who don't even know that we're praying for them. This is going to, we're going to turn this into a motion picture. I, it's going to be praying, that. praying Christian godmothers. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm already picturing grandma Lucy filling that role from yes. my novel. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> of course. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, one thing that I really loved verse 10, it says, um, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. And then the second half says bearing fruit in every good work. And I love that because I think we've all been in cases where we work really hard for something and it doesn't even have to be in the spiritual and like nothing really comes of it versus like we put some energy into something and it really takes off. Right. And so all our lives were like the, the sower in the parable, right? Like we're sowing seeds and this isn't just for evangelism, which is like what the parable directly pertains to, but you know, you're feeding your kids. You are making sure that they can grow your, um, I don't know. You're just, you're, you're out doing your day-to-day stuff. And sometimes it feels as though there's no higher ends to it, right? All I did today was get a load of laundry to half done and took the kids to five different places that they needed to be. And we got half of them to where they needed to go on time. <laughs> but right. like, days like that, it doesn't feel as though there can be a ton of higher fruit that comes from it. So what I love about this is it's the reminder that sometimes uh, praying for things to be fruitful, even if they're very, very mundane things, can be really powerful. Like sometimes you're just the chauffeur. Sometimes, and I, you know, I know this is true in both of our cases because I think personally we've talked about it. Like sometimes really amazing conversations come up in that car. Yeah. And it's not like you can force it, right? But you can be open and ready for them to happen and you can be praying, God, today is just an errands day, but please bring fruit from it, right? Or maybe you're working on something that is kind of critically important, right? You're in the foster care system and you're really trying to get this, you know, this sibling group placed in a in a family, praying for fruit to come from that too. Because I think without the fruit, all we do is either like, nothing like our, our net result on the earth is neutral, right? Like that's kind of the day of, yeah, all I did was, you know, draw my kids from here to there. Um, so I didn't hurt anybody, but like nothing really good came from it. But even like, let's say that you're an ER doctor and, and you're saving lives, like without God bringing lasting fruit, technically sad. And I mean, this is sad. We can all start to feel a little depressed if we carry this too far. All you've done is um, like a thousand years from now, what you did today probably isn't going to make a difference. You never know though. Maybe you save the life of somebody who's going to really advance something in an amazing way. You don't know, but I think that praying for fruit to come, whether you're doing mundane things or things that truly are um, in the here and now, making a tangible difference in people's lives, praying for the lasting fruit, I think is what's going to uh, give all those seeds more stickiness. Yeah. And I, yeah. And, and you can't ignore that. And whether it's praying for God, you know, backing up, he kind of talks about like 
wanting to wanting God to fill you with the knowledge of his will. Mm -hmm. So like, okay, what is your will? What do you want me to be putting my energies towards so that I'm not spinning my wheels on things that don't matter Mm -hmm. is one part of that. On the other hand, laundry needs to get done. Is that going to bear eternal fruit? fruit? It could, if you, who knows how we, Mm -hmm. something having to do with getting the bare minimum done could. And so praying God, let even this act of folding laundry bear fruit for you. Let me do everything that I do for your glory. And in that, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think of potatoes, I think of the first time that I, (laughs) yeah, me too. That's exactly where mine went. Obviously (laughs) obviously your mind went there. I'm sure throngs of others. <laughs> I feel but, the same but, way. But yeah, I mean, I already know where you're going with this, but why don't you say it so that okay. I can, you know, make sure you're right. Okay, okay. So the first time that I made that I the first time I planted potatoes in my garden, you start off with like a regular potato and you cut it so that there's like, mm-hmm. you know, just a couple of eyes that are going to grow into, I guess the eyes grow into the roots and then it has shoots and stuff. So then you have this potato plant and I was just kind of like, okay. And, and there's, you can't see what's going on under there and you see the plant kind of growing, but I was really skeptical. I was, and we're in Alaska. I had, I Mm -hmm. I don't think I'd ever done potatoes before, but I just Mm -hmm. remember after whatever, I didn't even know when I was supposed to dig them up. But I just mm-hmm. remember one day thinking, well, let me just see. And I remember kind of digging underneath and I was, I was just amazed. It's like all these, <laughs> all hurts. these little roots coming through and like off of all of them were these perfect little potatoes that oh. I pay an arm and a leg for Then uh-huh. you know, you pay a lot for the little bags of new the potatoes ones, yeah. and they're just these beautiful potatoes and, but they went everywhere. And I think that's the kind of surprise that we're going yeah. to get someday or mm-hmm. that we might even get in this life when the things that we just start keep plugging away at is like, okay, I'll water mm-hmm. it so it doesn't wilt. And right. that's all you think there is to it. But then mm-hmm. what's happening beneath the surface in the kingdom of heaven is like this incredible harvest of amazing little mm. new potatoes. So yeah. And we don't see that, right? We only see what's right in front of our nose. And, but if we don't, like if I had not seen that and I had lost interest and I had yeah. stopped doing the mundane everyday watering, yeah you know, then they would have, that wouldn't have happened. And, and so that's, Mm. that's kind of the cool thing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a great takeaway is just pray that even the mundane things that you do would bear Mm -hmm. some kind of fruit. And, and I think we need to be careful to assume that there needs to be a direct correlation, right? So I'm doing laundry. I hate doing laundry. So I pray for it to be fruitful. And all of a sudden I discover a note in my son's pocket that the teacher sent home and the course of his life has changed because the deadline to apply for his college scholarship is tomorrow. But I saw the note just in time. Like it doesn't have to be direct. Exactly. Right. It can even be, yeah. Well, and as I was folding laundry, I was listening to this podcast where these two Alaskan ladies were talking about prayer and God spoke to me in this way. <laughs> right. So it can be um, like, I remember once I was, yeah, there's no way to sugarcoat it. I was complaining to my business coach about all the driving I was doing because the kids used to be within walking distance of just about everywhere they needed to go. Mm-hmm. And now everything is like a 10 minute drive one way. And what she was saying is basically like, have 
we were only a, a couple weeks into the new place and the new kind of way of life. And she said, well, have you already recognized like something like she didn't put it in these terms. She is a Christian, but our, our coaching doesn't touch. It's more on the business side, but uh, to put it in the Christian terms, it's like, have you seen a way that God has used your extra driving already for good? Mm. And it took me like half a second was all because as I was uh, doing all this extra driving, I was listening to more audiobooks, And I remember like exactly where I was when I heard something in an audiobook that really encouraged me and stuck with me. And if I hadn't been spending that much time behind the wheel, I wouldn't have gotten to that part of the audiobook, right? So it doesn't have to be direct, right? Like the direct fruit from driving my kids would be, I stumble across, um, I don't know, like a, an injured woman on the side of the road and I save her life, <laughs> right? Like that would be a direct fruit from that. Um, but there can be indirect fruit too. I was behind the wheel listening to this book and God spoke to me. Yeah. And even like in the, in, in some of the mundane things, it could be building up your spirit in some way, just yeah. by going through the motions. It could be building up, mm -hmm. you know, preparing you for something that you're going to need to do in the future, or it could just yeah. at the very, very least, it could, you could be glorifying God in offering up that mundane task for his glory. And yes. I don't know what that does spiritually, but I know that the enemy doesn't like it because mm -hmm. God's getting glory and it yes. must be building us up and it's reflecting God's glory back to himself. And, you yes. know, that's never wasted. That's never, Amen. Ever wasted. yeah. Being joyful in a mundane task is in itself yeah. an offering to God. Yeah. And being joyful in prayer. I think that's the yeah. second takeaway that I love from this. So I would just encourage everybody, you know, if you're kind of stuck in a prayer rut, just open up to the first chapter of Colossians, um, read this. So we, we basically chatted about verses three through 14, um, with an emphasis on nine through 14 and just, there's so much joy there. And I think it's a great reminder that, yeah, the mundane tasks can have joy and even something like intercession, like deep intercession can be really, really joyful and just kind of infused with gratitude. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for joining us for this mini-sode and we will see you soon going through more prayers from the New Testament. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.